laptop that we're recording this show on is warmer than my hands today. I can't get warm. Are you? Are you warm? I am very comfortable. It must be your heart because it's so warm and generous. No, they always say warm, uh, cold hands, warm heart. Well, that explains it. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, hello. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael Pupp is here with cold-hearted Father Weber. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have... My hands are always cold. I figure there's usually about one day in July when my hands get warm. <laughs> and then it starts preparing for fall? Exactly, yes. Hey, have you noticed? Have you noticed the days are getting longer? Yes. There's more daylight every single day. Yeah, I was enjoying the uh, sun coming up this morning in the backyard, and it was just a little what bit. What do you mean sun? There's no sun. Today's overcast. No, I saw just a glimpse of the sun this morning. You did? Okay. Yeah. In Waterville, we saw it. Okay. Yeah. The, the, uh, in, in the eastern sky of the western town. In the eastern sky of the Waterville town, which okay. is living up to its name right now. Oh, yes. The, uh, is, is the water high? It's not too bad. It's about about as high as I've ever seen it, but it didn't. I, I noticed the other day when I came across the, the old bridge, the new bridge is next to it, but it's no higher than the old bridge. No. Yeah, you're right. It's not. So, so it's not like they built it. Because the floodwaters would wash the old one away. No, and the freighters from the Great Lakes don't come all the way down to Waterville. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a freighter in your backyard, you know something's wrong. <laughs> We're in big trouble. Yeah. Hey, um, so lots of things going on this week. We spent the day yesterday de... How, is the word undecorating? De-decorating? You don't de-decorate. You undecorate. Or you... Take down the decorations. Take down the decorations. Uh, so... Another Christmas season I took, and gone. I took my decorations off my tree Yeah, on the feast of, um, well, yeah, it was a week ago. It, it was the actual day of Epiphany, on so the, the, sixth, the sixth. Which was a Monday. And then I took my lights off. I did all that the one day. I put everything away. Yeah, The tree itself is still standing. <laughs> well, we keep trees around all your yeah. There's trees outside year round. Yeah, well, this is in my in my foyer. So it's I, still there. Yeah, it's still standing. It's in three parts. It, it's going to take about ten minutes, but somehow I just don't. You have to muster up the strength. I don't have a high priority on it. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to get the courage to do it. Well, anyway, so yes, we we are done, done, finished through with Christmas season liturgically. Kaputs. Culturally, many countries they go on to the fortieth day of Christmas which is February 2nd. Which is a Sunday this year. Yeah, the it's the, pre- the presentation. Uh, presentation. So that this year it's on a Sunday, so we will observe it. But liturgically, we are back into green time. So I will be wearing green vestments. I think I'm going to wear the greenest green I can I can find this Sunday. That's your Guatemalan exactly. one. It's like it's, bright. And green. it's really, really nice when it's a little on the cold side because it's a warm vestment. It looks very warm. So bring your sunglasses to Mass this weekend, friends. You'll be blinded by there the There will light. be a glow from the altar. It, talking about leaving Christmas trees up, I was telling Erin earlier, I never m- met her. She died before I was born. But legend has it in my family that my uh, great aunt Margie had a Christmas tree up till Easter. And she had de- decorations for Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day. Oh, she would Day. put other decorations and on she the had tree. Easter tree decorations, yeah. So it was a a many month. I think there's a family in this parish. I've been to their house. I think their tree is up year round, and they have decorations. Really, at different times of the year. I think I was there once in July, and they had Fourth of July decorations. I think they keep it up all year. Now, when I'm not saying their name because I may be wrong, and I would get sued. <laughs> <clears throat> And if you are listening out there, we don't have we don't have that legal coverage here. <laughs> we can't we can't afford a lawsuit. 
Yeah. We just built a church and expanded the parking lot. Maybe they could. They will own John the 23rd Parish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll change the name. St. Christmas Tree. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about a big event next week? Yeah. So coming up next Friday on the 24th, we're hosting the Toledo Symphony again here at the church. And this was actually not uh, planned by us. The, the, the Toledo Symphony approached John the 23rd about doing it. So I think they were very excited when they came right after we dedicated our new church building. Yeah. And they had a full, the full orchestra and a church full of people. Yeah. I think they were just excited about the space. Yeah. They, they fell in love with it. It was a great night. We did that for the grand opening uh, back uh, last November. So anyway, so next Friday they are returning, but in kind of an unusual way, uh, they kind of pitched this as an introduction to the orchestra. So for the first half of the night, there will be chamber ensembles kind of around the building uh, where people can go up and see the instruments up close and, and hear, hear it, music. And if somebody doesn't know what a chamber ensemble is, you're going to describe it in 10 words or less. We lock them in a closet and don't let them out for days. Uh, no. no. <laughs> okay, now now the real definition. Uh, it's a small grouping of musicians, typically, you know, three It would five. be like a, a, a string quartet or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Chamber music. Uh, and it's just, it's music written for uh, a small group of musicians. And usually they're grouped by f- uh, families of instruments. So you might have a woodwind quartet or a string quartet. And or, a brother-in-law from a, who comes from the brass section. <laughs> the brother-in-law from, the, why the brother-in-law? I, you said fam, fam, oh, family family groupings. <laughs> Sorry, right over my head. Yeah, it's pretty bad when you have to explain it to me. I apologize. <laughs> uh, so they'll be kind of around for the first half of the night, and that'll be kind of fun and different for people to kind of just graze, for lack of a better word, and, and take that in. And then uh, for the second half of the evening, we're all going to go down to the church, and the full orchestra will play in the church with the Toledo Symphony League uh, Young Artist Competition winners. Do you know what they're going to play? What kind of music? Uh, so I could look it up. Basically, there's going to be three high school students uh, that are playing. Uh, they they entered this competition, and they were the winners. I guess that was pretty apparent by the, the name of it. Uh, but it's three high school students that will be playing with the symphony uh, and soloing uh, almost in kind of a concerto form. So uh, the first is a 16-year-old senior from Mummy Valley Country Day School. She'll be playing cello. But do you know what, what piece of music? I'm looking. I do not see it. I, I do love cello. Did I ever tell you I, I saw Yo Mama, Yo Yo Ma, Yo Yo Ma once? Really? And I met him in person. What, really? Yeah. Where? Toledo. And to, what do you he, play with Toledo? He, he was uh, very new. He was on the scene. He was just Yo Ma back then. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was here with the Toledo Symphony, and I got invited because I knew somebody. Got invited to the reception afterwards. Yeah. And uh, very, very humble person. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the second uh, soloist will be a bassoonist from the Toledo School for the Arts. She's a junior and lives in Waterville, Ohio. I'm just reading her bio off the website. I do not see I read it, it in the bulletin. Um, and then the last will be a saxophonist that goes to Sylvania Southview. And uh, it does not list the piece that they're playing, though. But, but the, the question people have asked me, they say, is this a young people's orchestra? And I said, no, it's the full Toledo Symphony. Correct. With three high school, high school soloists. Th- yes. So it should be an interesting night. I always love one supporting the arts and um, branching out a little bit. And I think it's always good yeah. to hear new music and well, support I, yeah. young people in classical music. As now, how, how are we going to do that? I mean, what if everybody wants to go into the same room that only seats 20 people? I have no idea how this is going to go down yet. 
I'll be. I'm still. <laughs> are we recording? Is this on? This is on. Uh, we. I'm still working that out with the symphony. I'm still waiting to hear back from them. Okay, it's going to be great. And in the back, and back in the custodial closet, I'm going to be playing my <laughs> harmonica if anybody wants to hear me. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, we need. We're going to discuss that with them. The, the harmonica? Or? Not the no. harmonica, the, the seating arrangements. Okay. That's funny that you said that. I was not picturing anybody being seated until I got into the church. This is how your brain works and my brain works. I, I pictured people just going and standing. Well, if you're standing, then there's the temptation to walk out. There is the te- I really don't you're, know. You're the one who used the word grazing. I did use the Well, that's, you know, when you're grazing for food. Like, I know. Like a but grazing is you you don't stay very long. In the pasture. I, so we'll, uh, with the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the details will be worked out, and it will be exquisite by Friday, January 24th. Okay, let's talk about something we do know something about. Jesus. Uh, the gospel. And actually, you answered the question, because it's all about knowing Jesus. Would you like to read the gospel today? This is this is the year of Matthew. So, what is the gospel from this John. coming Sunday? John, perfect. Go makes, figure. Makes it's sense. it's last week was the baptism of the Lord, which I said to everybody was the beginning of the the public ministry, and apparently it's such a great, exciting beginning that we're extending it. So this week we're reading continuing the story of John the Baptist baptizing Jesus, but from John's gospel. Yeah, it's almost, as I was reflecting on this earlier, it's like setting us up for the rest of the year. It's like the church wanted to borrow one more weekend and take us to John just to kind of set us up for what is to come okay, in now, the coming weeks. to the listener out there, Michael's going to read this gospel passage. It's from chapter one of John's gospel. Okay. And I'm asking everybody to look for the phrase that is repeated there's a five-word phrase that is repeated. Okay. That is core. So okay. are you ready, Michael? I am ready, Father. Please go. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. And so the phrase you're looking for is, I did not know him. I thought you were going to ask me because I... I, I was paying attention while I was reading. So I did not know him. I could be ready. See, those of you listening, there was no pressure because you can't answer. So I don't know if you got it right or not. I hope you did. They all did. 100%. Sure. 100%. Let's, let's assume Star that. students here on the podcast. Yes. I did not know him. But what's the last line? What does he say? Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. So he does know him. Now. Yeah. Present tense. So, so John is basically saying, this was my opening of my eyes. This was my discovery. This was my, this is my testimony of faith. I went from not knowing to knowing. Mm -hmm. Now, tell me the difference between knowing about someone and knowing someone. Oh, okay. Let's go back to Yo-Yo Ma. I know about him. I know that he's a very accomplished musician. Wonderful. I know that he... um, it plays the cello. That's probably all I know about him. And you like his name. 
And I like his name, and I like to listen to his music quite regularly. Yeah, he, he is good. I like cello. I can't believe we both like the same instrument. I also like jello <laughs> while I listen to the cello. Jello. <laughs> um, uh, only if it's mellow. But <laughs> yellow mellow. Uh, or is that mellow yellow? Oh, it's mellow yellow. Call me mellow yellow. Remember that soda? Uh, no, mellow yellow. That was a song from the 60s with Donovan. It was also the ripoff of Mountain Dew. I think yes. you know, Pepsi is Mountain Dew. I I, yes, right. Yeah. Okay, well, we are in different... Different universes right at the moment. Back to um, knowing. So okay. I know I know about Yo-Yo Ma, but I don't know him. Now, you could say that you know him because I can't you really say I met him, but that's a, a step in between as well. But you don't know him personally. Not at all. Not like you and I know each other. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's totally different. Did you hear the sound of disgust in his voice when he said that, friends? I, that's not disgust. <laughs> I saw you uh, dry dry heaving a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. I, I have to clear my throat get before I get point. back to the microphone. But, you know, there, it's different. When you're in relationship with somebody, when you've known them for an extended period of time, whether it's a colleague or a person that you're in a okay, relationship so, so with. Did, did John know Jesus? He says, I did not know him. But he knew about him. But he, but he knew he was an itinerant preacher. He knew he was a prophet. He knew uh, a lot about him. Historically, though, are we not to think that as cousins, they didn't do things together growing up? Well, I had that discussion in Bible study this morning. Cousins are cousins. I, first of all, their mothers were cousins. Yeah. So that makes them second cousins at best. Sure. They lived in totally different parts of the country. So you don't think they... I. I, they I, didn't get to, I, they didn't get together on Christmas. <laughs> I remember when I became pastor at St. Peter's in Mansfield. Yeah, my mother told me one day. She said, "Oh, you know, you've got some cousins living in that parish. They were from my dad's side." Well, your family is so huge. And this was my my first cousin's daughter. Okay. So that was a cousin once okay. removed. Yeah. That's even closer than Jesus and John would have been at best. Sure. I had never met them. And this is in the 20th century when there's a lot more communication and transportation. So you're saying they were estranged? I'm just saying that don't assume that they hung <laughs> Today out together. Today Mari, Jesus and John the Baptist. Is he really my cousin? That's. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Hey, hey, people out there, now you know what I have to contend this, with. This is why he was disgusted when he said he knew me. <laughs> Well, I do know you, but it's not from knowing about you or that you're a cousin of mine. And by the way, Michael is not my cousin. No, <laughs> let's just make it real clear right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. But but no, having a cousin doesn't mean I know them. Okay. Uh, it might be cool. There are some people, their first cousins are like siblings. Well, I think the only reason that my mind went there was because in the infancy narrative, we know the story so well of Mary with a visitation visiting Elizabeth and... You know, John Lee. And guess what gospel is that in? Matthew. No, that's no. in Luke. Luke. <laughs> that's in Luke's. You had, had, one in you had two choices. No, Matthew or Luke. That's yeah. true. Matthew or Luke. So it's, it's Luke's gospel, and I always remind people, you're not supposed to jump from one gospel to another. It's like uh, each one has their own theology. Sure. Don't worry about the, the historicity or the story. Yes, that would make sense. But the way it's presented in John's gospel, take it the way John presents it. Okay. So when he says, I did not know him, he's not really saying, I don't know who he is or whose cousin he is. He's saying, I don't have that personal understanding of 
who he is in God's eyes. Okay. And at the end he says, oh, I do know him now. So it's a movement from not knowing him to knowing him. That is the point of this gospel passage. So when do you feel like you started to truly know Jesus in your own spirituality? That is really, really a hard question to answer because I know lots of people, including priests, who would say things like, well, I don't know how much I do know him because it's like any other knowledge. You always feel like there's the mystery. You get another layer. Some days I feel like I know Jesus well and some days like I I don't. Who is this? Yeah, like, Lord, I, I do believe, help me, my unbelief. Or yes, I know you, but help me for the fact that I don't know you. Yeah. So it's an ongoing thing. It's almost like you don't have to say this on in cyberspace, but you know how well do you know your wife? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're asking me right now. Yeah, don't answer that. Oh, she listens to the podcast. Does does she? I okay. can't talk about that. But I'll tell you, she knows you. She <laughs> knows she knows what you're thinking. Okay, most days. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. But but there's always more to know. That's the point I'm really trying to make. There's always more to know. So what did what was the great revelation for john the baptist in this passage the revelation is somehow that he found out that jesus first of all he said this is the lamb of god the lamb of god what is the lamb of god the lamb of god is a phrase who was sacri- or what was sacrificed in the old testament sacrifice lamb lamb so Jesus is not only one of God, but he's the Lamb of God. He is being sacrificed. And the whole phrase is, John, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he's saying right there, he's saying, there's the one who's the ultimate uh, sacrificial victim who is reconciling the world, taking away the sin of the world. Yeah. So it is the bold statement. That's actually probably a more profound statement than the last statement, which is he is the son of God, because you put the two together. I love too. I mean, my mind immediately goes to the moment every time we celebrate mass as you elevate the host after we sing the Lamb of God and you echo the words of Behold the Lamb of John God. Yeah. Well, of course, the Lamb of God. We, we sing it three times. Right, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. And when you sing it, do you? What do you say, Lamb of God? You, you take, take away, away the, the sins of the world. Have and what? What is us. this phrase? This is who takes away the sin of the world. Right. So I asked the question this morning at Bible study: What is the sin of the world? And immediately, some people said, "Well, original sin." And I said, "I don't think so. I think it's really almost like the collective sinfulness of the world. The Lamb of God who." So it's not just a couple sins here and a couple sins there, but takes away the sinfulness of the world. It's a sing. It, it's a singular world, but with a plural meaning. A singular word. Is that what I said? You know, you said world. Start over. It's a singular word with a plural meaning. No, a collective meaning. Okay, I'll give you that. Oh, you better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's actually you know, one of my favorite parts of mass. It, it's very powerful. It is very powerful because it's it's our opportunity to profess our faith before we receive. So we do need to say, I am not worthy. Mm. But only say the word. Yeah, because that those words are also taken from the scripture when the when the uh, centurion said, Lord, I want you to heal my servant. And Jesus says, okay, I'll come to your house. And he says, no, I am not worthy to have you enter the, 
come under the roof of my house, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. Right. So we say, my soul will be healed. Beautiful. Let's uh, meditate on that this weekend. So as we go to Mass, I think we can be more um, in more in-depthly prepared for that moment. In-depthly, yeah. Uh, is that a word? Well, it is now. Okay, good. But it is all about coming to know Jesus. And that also is points both ways, that this is our experience to hear from somebody else who says, I have come to know Jesus. So we go through, vicariously, we pick up the faith of John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. But it's also our chance to go forward and say, Lord, help me come to know Jesus too. And that's, again, like I talked last week about the gospel, uh, the Mahamali was all about uh, the beginnings. Yeah, As we're beginning this year, it's like it's got to be a journey into coming to know the Lord, not just in our mind, but also in our heart. Well, and two, I think we not only come to know Jesus through our individual faith life, whether it be through the sacraments, through prayer, through reading of Scripture, it's also we come to know Jesus through others as well. Totally. We are surrounded. And I don't know if people understand the power of immersing ourselves in a collective community that says we believe. And it's not like, okay, I'm, I'm hanging around other people who believe, therefore I'm okay. But it's like I hang around other people who believe and it helps my belief. And my belief is helping somebody else without even probably realizing yeah. it sometimes. And he's not called Yo-Yo Ma for nothing. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know, but I just had to come full circle he, as we write end this up. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. I, it did occur to me while we were talking uh, that I didn't say how they could get the symphony tickets. So if you want tickets for that symphony concert, just head over to 23.church. And just to be clear, Yo-Yo Ma is not going to be here. <laughs> oh, gosh. When the, you it, said Yo-Yo Ma was going to be at that concert. Well, Michael will be in the building. And not hardly Yo-Yo Ma by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. Hey, have a great week, everybody. Take care. <laughs>